You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. This is the show where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today, I've got a really awesome topic for it because at the time of this recording, it is getting into the fall season. It's September. We're starting to get into that area of, of our lives where the weather's changing, the stress levels are starting to ramp up because we're thinking about the holidays. Halloween's just around the corner. School's in full swing. Thanksgiving's just around the corner. It's going to be Christmas before we know it. New Year's after that. And it can really tank your immune system from the physical, chemical, and emotional stress of these next few months. But I want to teach you today how to really build a titanium immune system. Because when we can build a titanium immune system, man, you can take on pretty much anything out there when it comes to your health. But here's the deal. When it comes to a titanium immune system, we've been trained to think a certain way. We've been trained to think that being sick all the time is normal. Like that's supposed to be a normal part of life. And while getting sick once in a while is okay for short periods of time, it's not normal to be sick all the time and be sick for weeks at a time. In fact, this is actually a quote I'm going to read you from the Harvard Health Publications. It says that, quote, up to 20% of Americans get the flu every year and Americans suffer 1 billion colds. Children get colds and the flu more often than adults. Some kids get as many as 12 colds a year, while adults average two to four. Now, hold on. That's not normal. Those are, those are not normal numbers, but you know we're sicker than the average country here in America. But we've been told to think that, hey, we're supposed to be sick all the time. And so we've gotten to this mindset of, hey, I expect to get run down during the year. Or maybe it's... Uh, you know, I expect to get that runny nose. Like that's a, a normal part of our life. Or, hey, I expect to get achy. Right? Ever heard that? Or, hey, I expect to get a sore throat. That's just, you know, I usually get those multiple times a year. That's just me. These are all limiting beliefs. These are not things that we're supposed to just be destined to, that is supposed to just wreck our lives. And we're supposed to just count on, you know, a month or maybe two out of the year just being limited or us not being at our fullest because we're dealing with these things. So I want to help shatter those beliefs because the idea of boosting the immune system is something that in the medical model is not something that they really believe is possible, right? I think it's this really complicated thing. And while it is involved and you got to do some certain things right to have the highest immune system, it's about looking at the whole picture. In fact, this quote from the Harvard Medical School report, health report says, quote, the idea of boosting your immunity is enticing, but the ability to do so has proved elusive for several reasons. The immune system is precisely that, a system, not a single entity. To function well, it requires balance and harmony. So I totally agree with them in the fact that, yes, it does take balance and harmony. It is not one single area we can focus on, but that's really where the med medical model fails is they just try to focus on one aspect, right? They try to give you the shot, the, the medication, this thing that just looks at one area, and we've got to look at everything. Unfortunately, the medical system we live in today really wants you to believe that you weren't born with what you need to survive, that you weren't born with enough 
Crestor or Lipitor in your body to balance out your own cholesterol or that you need more Paxil or you didn't have enough Ambien that your body produces as a young child. No, like these things are crazy, right? But let me ask you this simple question before you think that you have to survive on these things or that you're not enough. Do you really have more faith in the pharmaceutical industry or the power that made your body? I think the answer is pretty simple. It should be the power that made your body. The pharmaceutical companies are not looking out for you. They're looking out for their shareholders, right? They're trying to figure out how can we give these people medications? How can we keep them alive longer, but with a less quality of life? So here's the deal. Let's look at the first thing that usually we look at when we look at this time of year, flu season, colds, all that kind of stuff. Flu shots. What's in a flu shot? There's egg proteins and avian contaminant viruses, formaldehyde, which is a known carcinogen, things we put in our bodies when we're dead. Sorry, I don't want to put those things in my body when I'm alive. Different resins that cause allergies, thimerosal, which is a form of mercury, which is really the most dangerous substance on earth, maybe maybe the top two, but like things we don't want to put in our body. There's different detergents, antibiotics they put in those things, polysorbate 80, which is another allergen that even causes infertility, gelatin, another allergen. I mean, it's crazy what's in these things. You know, they even put things like peanut and egg in different vaccines that create allergies. And these are the things that are, well, these sensitivities are on the rise because they're introducing these things into children when their immune systems aren't developed, they're going into the bloodstream, things that aren't supposed to be introduced, and our body creates resistance to that. And now we're allergic to the peanuts, the allergies, or have other allergies, asthma, you name it. But let's look at the statistics. Do flu shots really work? Well, I'm going to give you the most conservative studies, meaning these are the studies that are leaning more on the favor of the vaccines in the industry than against those things, right? We can find both extremes, but as you look over this and look over this research, what we're really going to find out when we look at it, the whole picture is that there's really no real benefit to taking a flu shot. Literally, in a lot of cases, the studies show zero benefit. But let's look at these more conservative ones. They look at healthy babies. So this is a review of 51 studies of more than 294,000 children show that there was, quote, zero effect from six to 24 months old and over two year olds, over two years old, only a 33% effective rate. But again, this is conservative. In fact, what we'll see is that there's really more like zero. Now it says not in children with asthma because what they did was they found a study where they did 800 children studied with asthma that there was no significant effect with the flu shot, but children that got flu shots were three times more likely at risk for hospitalization compared to those that don't get vaccinated. Now, in adults, there was a review of 48 reports that included over 66,000 adults, showed a reduction in the flu by only 6%, but didn't decrease the hospitalizations or time off work. Meaning, yeah, they may have got a little sick, but at the end of the day, that's okay because those things help build our immune system, but it didn't keep you from having your life any more miserable. Like it didn't increase, decrease the, the hospitalizations, the time off work, the things that you probably really care about. And then in the elderly, 64 studies reviewed, 98 flu seasons. Flu, shot, flu shots were shown to be non-significant in preventing the flu. And another study showed that by getting five flu shots in your lifetime increased the risk for Alzheimer's by tenfold. So 
what are we doing, right? Or do we really want to put these things in our body? Because let's look at the long-term consequences of the flu shot. Researchers have discovered that repeated vaccinations at a young age substantially increases the risk of flu influenza in older ages. So the reason this is, is because it overall, it starts to weaken your immune system. Now, what has been shown in research time and time again, is that by getting an infection naturally strengthens the immune system and decreases the risk of being reinfected. Or another way to look at that is, as you get naturally infected by things, your body creates long-term resistance to those things. How important is that? Right, just to give you a little idea, a little story I like to share, is we're actually visiting some of our friends over in Coeur d'Alene, uh, geez, probably about a couple months ago now almost, and when we're over there, they have kids ranging from about two years old to about nine years old. They have three kids. They have one on the way uh, at the time. And when we were there, they noticed that their littlest one had a fever the night before, and then it disappeared. And then the next day, they showed that there was uh, so these little spots, right? And so it turned out to be chickenpox. Well, you don't really see kids with chickenpox a lot nowadays. They used to have chick excuse me, chickenpox parties where they invite all the kids over and get chickenpox and everyone get the chickenpox. They'd be better in a couple of days and no big deal. Well, you know, because these parents, they're, you know, other chiropractic parents and they, they believe in natural holistic health and the power of the body to heal itself. They are like, Hey, it's cool. They, uh, let the thing happen. They didn't worry about the other kids. And sure enough, within another day, the other one got the fever and that broke. And then that turned into chicken pox. And then a couple of days later, the next one. And so all of them ended up having chicken pox. All of them were just fine and healthy because they all have normal functioning immune systems and working like they were supposed to. They weren't vaccinated or anything like that. Never been vaccinated in their life. And they're healthy and strong. And they're going to be stronger now because of that. They're going to have long lasting immunity. And man, they're going to be some of the healthiest kids out there because they have parents that actually look towards helping their bodies heal from the inside not just trying to patch things from the outside. But it's just the, the long-term consequences are crazy when we start really looking at the numbers. Now, this is even a quote from the former chief vaccine control officer from the FDA. Now, the FDA, this guy's name is um, J. Anthony Morris. These guys are tied heavily with the pharmaceutical companies. In fact, a lot of times you'll see that past pharmaceutical reps will be in charge of things like the FDA or vice versa. But what he said was, quote, there is no evidence that any flu vaccine thus far developed is effective in preventing or mitigating any attack of influenza. The producers of these vaccines know that they are worthless, but they go on selling them anyways, end quote. Right from the horse's mouth. All right, so what do you really trust? Again, the power that made your body or the pharmaceutical industry. Now, the other thing we're gonna look at too is ear infections with small kids. This is one of the things I see all the time, even whether it's ear infections in children or adults, or even the sinus infections too. But what antibiotic therapy in its whole is not effective in treating against ear infections. And rates of recurrent ear infections are significantly higher, like seven to 10 fold, in children who have been treated with antibiotics. So what the CDC has shown is that 90% of the time, antibiotic therapy is useless for these ear infections. And a lot of times, antibiotics in general are not necessarily always useless, but they're over-prescribed, meaning you don't need to have those things. But what's gonna create in your body is a resistance of future antibiotic use and also breaking down of other body systems as well. 
So at the very least, before you even think about taking an antibiotic, you need to make sure you get tested to see if the infection is first off even viral or bacterial, and if it really actually even requires those things. You know, one of the best things we do for kids that have ear infections, for instance, or people with sinus infections, is use what's called structured sober, which we'll talk here in a second about, uh, extra chiropractic adjustments, because it helps boost your immune system, and then even some class four laser, um, which because it helps clear up and, and decrease inflammation and actually kill virus and bacteria as well um, in just a few visits. So really key. But antibiotics are for severe situations. So, you know, really, unless it's during a surgery and then like you're in a, in a harmful area where it is, you know, it's a hospital, there's all kinds of resistant bugs and all kinds of stuff, things that are not naturally you're going to be exposed to when they literally cut into your body or extreme situations like possible death, then you shouldn't put these things in your body, right? We shouldn't do it. Unless you're, I mean, even if you're feeling really, really miserable, even if you're feeling really, really miserable, that's not an excuse to go out and get an antibiotic. If you're having like green or yellow phlegm, it's not an excuse to me to go out and get an antibiotic. In fact, what research has shown is that antibiotics during pregnancy found children who were exposed had a higher risk of developing a severe infection in the first six years of their life. Antibiotics in the first year of life is associated with up to a 15% increased risk of obesity and clinical levels of antibiotics increase oxidative stress leading to DNA damage. Now remember, your body's going to turn on genes that create disease or health depending on your environment. So you don't want to be damaging your DNA. That's going to lead towards more disease. And then antibiotic use is found to create widespread gut damage. It changes digestion causes diarrhea, ulcerative colitis, decreased immune function, obesity, food absorption, depression, sepsis, allergies, and increased cell death. So again, save them for severe situations, not that you're feeling really bad. I get it. I've been there. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from. But again, you might be sick for a few days or feel miserable for a few days, but you'll come out stronger versus putting those antibiotics. So your immune system is remarkable. But let's get it to where it's indestructible, okay? So I want to teach you some strategies today to help build a titanium immune system. And these things are pretty amazing. These are things that we practice in our own life and in our own family and, and our, my own patients. And they do really great with these things too. So let's really dive into that today. So the first thing we're going to look at, number one strategy is put the good things in and on your body. So in your body, this is like raw nuts and seeds, organic fruits and veggies, grass-fed meats, avoiding the processed foods, avoid eating out. Right? All these things are just going to create inflammation in our body. And this is going to be the underlying theme that you're going to see is a lot of things will create inflammation in our body. And when we have inflammation high, cortisol is also high. And cortisol is the immune diminishing or destroying hormone. So it'll diminish your immune system, weakens your immune system, more inflammation, less immune system. So that's really key. And then, you know, going for quality over quantity in your food. Sure, you could go out to the big supermarket store, get the big bag of cheap, let's say cereal or pasta, but you could get more quality dense nutrient foods that maybe cost the same, but you're going to have way more benefit to your body. So really look for quantity over quality, organic foods when possible, the best sources. Now, foods, void of antibiotics is really important too because let's face it, when we have foods that have been exposed to antibiotics, well, we eat those foods, we're going to get 
some of the antibiotic in our bodies and it helps us in a bad way, meaning it helps us become more resistant to future antibiotic use, creates a weakened immune system as well, just from eating foods that have eaten antibiotics. Now, strategy number two, this is a great one. Get dirty. Let your kids play in the dirt. Let them play around the mud. That bacteria in the soil is what helps build up the immune system. Don't be the crazed person that's always so going into the supermarket, first thing you look for is the, the hand sanitizer. It's okay. Like we get exposed to germs. Germs are okay, but don't be obsessed with sterilizing everything. You know, don't have the 409, the things that kill 99.9% of the germs on everything. Germs are good. When we're exposed to germs, it helps build up our immune system. The 10 second rule. That's a real thing. It's okay. If it drops on the floor, it's okay for your kid to pick it up and eat it. Now, if it drops in a pile of hair, that's a little gross, right? Or unless it falls in a pile of dog poop, then yeah, you don't want to pick that back up, but man, it falls on the floor. It's okay. Like that's, that's good stuff. It's, it's still good. And then get around people, you know, isolation, people and cultures that have been isolated tend to be more vulnerable. Two different bugs and viruses. A great example of this are the native Americans. They had a lot of pockets of more isolated communities. And then when the Europeans came over, they had bugs and all kinds of stuff that they weren't used to. And, and the Europeans weren't in isolated pockets. And so they had all kinds of stuff. And when that came over, it decimated a lot of those populations because they didn't have the exposure to things. So get out there, be around people, be around the little kids. It's okay uh, to be around and get exposed to some of those things. Remember, germs don't get people sick. It's your inability to be able to adapt to your surroundings it does. Now, strategy number three, move and rest. This is about getting daily activity. Even when you're sick, even if you just get out for a little walk, hey, that's okay. Uh, you want to make sure you're getting movement in your body, getting some of those high-intensity workouts when you are feeling good. Those things are going to help lower your cortisol levels, which is going to increase your immune system. Also, it's going to decrease your inflammation, right? Going back to that same theme again. But just create habits in your life that are going to help you accomplish those things. Same things with restful sleep. Are you creating habits in your nightly routine that are going to allow you to, to get the sleep that you want? Right? Are you turning off the screens? Are you putting yourself in a dark environment? Maybe you're using the, the blue light filtering glasses to help your body get more in that circadian rhythm. Whatever it is, create those habits for yourself. And then be okay with recharging yourself. Take those long weekends. Take that time where you maybe go four to six weeks really hard. Then take a long weekend. Get those weekly vacation or those that week long vacation in once or twice a year at least. I mean, those are all important things. They're going to help you recharge mentally and physically, which are all going to help boost your immune system. Remember, these things all play into each other. Strategy four: control the space between your ears. This is so key. You know, we have a lot of stinking thinking, but let's look at some certain areas of our life. First off, organize your life. When you look at your desk, is it cluttered and messy? Is your home cluttered and messy? You can't find anything? Purge every eight weeks where you just get rid of things. It's, you know, Clean things up, change things up so you have more organization in your life. Clear out the negative relationships too. These can be one of the most toxic things. You know, I've had patients come in that have kids living at home and they're adults. They're draining everything, their finances, their resources, everything. They don't clean up after themselves. They create all this stress in the life. And the people like literally this one guy I'm thinking of, she... She came in, her health started declining. She was having all kinds of depression, anxiety. She, her hair was falling out. She was more inflamed, more pain. She thought she had RA. Turns out she just needed to get rid of her kids, right? They moved out. All these things started to change. She got her energy levels back. Her hair started to come back. Her pain went down. 
So again, this can be a tough decision sometimes, but it's sometimes a pivotal one. Maybe get a hold of your finances. Are you always living paycheck to paycheck? Are you in a lot of debt and no plan to get those things reduced and get in a better situation? You know, find something you're passionate about. For some people, maybe this is getting a new job. Maybe your job is draining you so much. Is the toll it's taking on your body really worth the paycheck at the end of the day? Or can you find something that you can make just as much money in because you're passionate about it, you're putting more energy into it, and you're going to make even more money because of that? Or maybe it says you're finding something outside of work that you can be passionate about too. Maybe it's a new hobby, a side gig or hustle you're doing, whatever that might be for you. And then take that time for gratitude. Are you journaling when you wake up, when you go to bed, taking time for prayer, saying affirmations, having vision boards or taking time to have that visualization or meditation? All those things go a huge way in helping calm down your nervous system, your mind, your body. So strategy number five, supercharge your immune system. These are the, the, the four things I'm going to tell you. These are kind of the biggest impact. Now, there's other things that will boost your immune system, sure. But I want to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Number one, vitamin D3, 5,000 IUs a day. Omega-3s, good sources of these things. Making sure you're taking anywhere from one to 2,000 milligrams a day. Super greens. This is like juicing, but you get all the benefits without all the hassle. So this is great. It's not as good, but it's pretty dang good. And so this has a lot of your essential nutrients and digestive enzymes, helps your gut health. Remember, your gut health is directly related to your nervous system health. Both those things influence your immune system drastically. And then daily smoothies, at least five days a week, right? Put the good fats like the avocado, use something like either the bone broth or the collagen protein, uh, leafy green stuff, that thing full of those, and then an antioxidant fruit. These are usually like your berries, for instance. That will give you a supercharge. If you just do those things right there, you'll have a good baseline to your immune system. But if you want to go the extra mile, this is strategy number six. This is for having a triage plan. Now, you can use these things on a daily basis on a lower dosage just to help keep your immune system boosted over a, a stressful time or maybe over these next few months during you know the fall and winter months. But first things first, structured silver. Triage, I get it. Sometimes you have the flu, you get the cold, it happens. If you follow these things, boost this up, it'll squash that thing. At the very least, it'll help keep you sick not as long, so lessen that time, and it'll keep your immune system stronger afterwards. So structured silver. Not colloidal silver, that's fine, but structured silver is more powerful. Take one tablespoon three times a day if you have the flu or the sickness, the, the cold, whatever. Maintenance, one to two teaspoons a day. On guard essential oil, this has things like clove, cinnamon, um, rosemary, eucalyptus, great, anti or great uh, immune boosting properties. When you're sick, two drops um, in the mouth, three to six times a day. Or you can put it on the balls of your feet if you don't like the taste or if it's a young child. And then just as a maintenance, one to two drops a day. Vitamin D3, we talked about that already. But when you're sick, instead of the 5,000 IUs, you would do 10,000 IUs twice a day. And then three other, term, three other things, eliminate sugar when you're sick, extra adjustments, chiropractic adjustments when you're sick, and then avoid things that will stifle your symptoms. So don't be on things like the cold flu medicine, the NyQuil, anything that stifles your, your symptom, research shows will actually create longer-term sickness and will set you up for more frequent and reoccurrent sicknesses, colds, flus, and everything else. Um, now, to go back to the silver for a quick second, you can gargle that 30 to 60 seconds, 
then swallow. You can put it in a nasal sprayer if you're congested or have the sinus stuff, and you can even do a neti pot twice a day with it if you have more of that sinus infection stuff going on. All right? Again, don't do the cold flu medicine. Now, if you're in a crisis, I get it. You got to do that talk. You're going to get fired if you don't do it. Hey, use something natural. There's certain sprays out there like that are um, echinacea based. It'll help cool the, the throat and get you through that tough time. But just be aware of that. Okay. Don't, don't be out there just chugging down the NyQuil. And then strategy seven, make sure you're taking care of your nervous system. The vagus nerve connects to the heart, brain, lungs, kidney, stomach, liver, spleen, much, much more. But its most important job is to reset the immune system. People will literally pay $20,000 to get these vagus nerve stimulated, uh, simulators implanted in their body. Man, you can do it with just a simple chiropractic adjustment. Um, give the body time to heal. Respect your symptoms. Remember, those symptoms are there for a reason. They're there to help your body function better. They're allowed, like the cough is there to get things out of your body. The, the fever, don't squash that because at 103, it kills bacteria. At 105 is when it starts to kill viruses. Let those things happen. You know, I mean, there's very little instances where you actually have to, you know, take a child or yourself to the hospital because of a fever. Just remember this though. He who has health has hope. And he or she who has hope has everything. How important is that, right? Without your health, what do you have? Right? You've got nothing. You're no good to anyone when you're sick all the time or you're in a hospital or you're suffering. So follow those principles. Start to apply those things. If you just take those few little things with like the structured silver and the, the essential oils and the vitamin D3, that'll get you a long way. But make sure you're getting to the cause of that dysfunction, of that extra inflammation, that extra stress in your life, and it'll go a long, long way. So remember, your body needs no help healing, just no interference. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.